Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting with me on the couch to my left is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels, Nick Wright. And returning with us again is special guest, The Wet Noodle. And today is the conclusion of 10 Movies That Scared Us. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Wet noodle. Okay. That's not my spot. <laughs> okay, wet noodle. Here we are with part two of our ten movies that scared us. And I thought last week's episode was pretty cool. Like we we kind of like got to know each other's fears a little bit. What scared us? <laughs> Nick didn't has scare none. Us. Who's made a steal? Who's the big baby? You know, we talked about all the different. Yeah, we we talked but about. Although who, I, you I cry pretty, yeah, more. Yeah, I get emotional. More, I connect. You are sadder for what's going on. You like, know you're what? Not really it's, scared. I'm I'm more affected by those psychological things where mm-hmm. I'm in it. I'm with you. That's my child. You got the feels for these. I get people. the feels. Yeah. All I, I want to say things. three of the five movies we talked about last week. You cried during. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Nick well, would know about that life. Well, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to jump right into the, our first movie of this episode. And uh, first thing we're going to do now, this is a, a genre of movies that was very popular. Uh, very popular uh, found footage uh, is the genre is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying oh, to get yeah. off my lips. The found footage genre is is played to death nowadays, but it was very original back in the days of the Blair Witch. And... I liked that movie. I thought it was fine. Respect to Blair Witch. But for my money, the best found footage scary movie out there is for sure Paranormal Activity. It's true. From 2007. Now, the thing about Paranormal Activity that gets me is it's it's also done very cheap. Yeah. It's it's a couple of like unknown, you know, actors uh, who may or may not have been in movies since that don't know. It's it's yeah. like a house is the set. It's like a for real. It's a house. I think it's the guy who made its house. And the majority oh. of the movie takes place in the couple's bedroom. Yeah. Um, now, if you're not familiar with Paranormal Activity, what's going on in this flick is there is um, there's the the girlfriend is there's something about her past. There's something that you know i don't know if they necessarily get into it all that much in the first movie they they get into it a bit more in sequels down the road but all that we know is there's something going on like the ghost that's haunting this house is mostly interested in the girlfriend yeah and the boyfriend is like his whole mission is to kind of get to the bottom of things and his way of getting to the bottom of things is to record everything that's going on in the house um yeah, it's like it the back. found footage. So, <clears throat> back. did you see this? No, I the th- remember the trailers. Well, the trailers were really interesting because they would just show like the audience's reaction to the movie. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, something's here. I feel it breathing on me. There's footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh God! Oh my God! Uh, and, and it was like one of those big internet pushes. Uh, I remember they were only showing it in select cities for a bit. And on, on you know, it would have been 
2007, which maybe was Facebook. Who knows? It could have been MySpace still for all I know. But there was like a big internet push. Like you saw it pop up in ads for things. You know, like if you want it in your town, you know, like, you know, share and we'll we'll try to get to your town. And it eventually got a wide release. And it was a huge success. Like one of those movies that was made for like just nothing, made a lot of money and has mm-hmm. spawned many, many sequels, all of which are probably pretty uh, profitable. Um, but the thing that really gets me about this movie is it's kind of the first time I saw a scary movie where I felt they'd introduced this kind of like day safe night scared danger kind of cycle, mm-hmm. you know, um, which we all know is real. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, things happen at night. When or Ron and I watch movies together, mm-hmm. I'm far away. He's here. Yeah. Where we press play at the same time. We will pause it and be like, I see the triangle with the smoke drifting in. And he's like, okay, I'm there. Butch play. Three, two, one. We typically watch movies to make fun of them. (laughs) We do. Because we've seen a lot of bad movies. We've seen, yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. We're like, hey, are you ready to watch this movie? And we'll press play. And we're like texting basically back and forth. That's how we watch a lot of the movies. But there's some movies that have ruined us. Like, (laughs) which was one. But uh, let me just get to this. Yes. You typically watch the movie in your basement. Mm-hmm. I watch it in what I call the Lord's light. <laughs> the Lord's it must light. be daytime. The brightest area of the house. It's daytime. It's hard to see dark scenes because the light is shining in so strongly. I'm safe. Yeah. I'm protected yes. in that bubble. Even though I've got my bud on Messenger. <laughs> You're watching the movie in a safe fort of like made out of Bibles that yes. <laughs> you're peeking it's through the a Lord's window. Lord's light keeps me safe. <laughs> so back to your point of daytime safe, nighttime not yeah, good. Yeah, daytime I can safe. relate is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, so the, the whole movie is it's it's filmed in this like you know like I said before found footage. So the the boyfriend is very kind of like hung like he's gung ho like he has to prove that this thing is real. And the girlfriend is sort of kind of like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, she's kind of like the whole mindset of, if I don't talk about it, if we don't bring it up, it isn't happening. But Which one, I admire. No, sure. That's how all like, problems go away. You just don't talk yeah, about them. don't talk about it. Um, but he, he just keeps pushing the fact. Like, he, he's, like, recording through the night. Then he goes and he watches the video the day after when it's safe. And the great thing about the movie is you get to see all the weird little things that happened. Yeah. That happens at night when they're asleep. Which is not recommended. <laughs> I don't think you the ever most wanna... vulnerable position you could possibly be in when you're asleep is when all the weird, scary stuff happens. Yeah. And I, they use that to even such... like with your even with your partner. Like you can just suddenly like sit up and then lay down real slow. That alone is like no. You I don't know, know if I've ever done that. I'm just more of a loud snorer, basically. <laughs> but yeah, some people sleepwalk and that kind of thing. Like yeah. it's it. People, I've never seen it, but I know it's a thing that exists. People do get up and sleepwalk, which I gotta imagine is pretty weird. And uh, I've also known people who've uh, had like this thing called night terrors, where they were basically abused as kids or something. That, you know, they were abused, and they would fall into this like coma of, of sorts. To where, you know, like I, I worked with one of these people and we were like working and closing up. And the next thing I know, I come across somebody who's kind of in a fetal position on the on the floor. Oh and uh, the thing that I've le- the thing that we were told, because her sister would let us know, like the rules of how to deal with this person if it happens. 
only happened to me once, but you where were not. Was, where did you work? In video a, store. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were never under any circumstances meant to engage this person. Like, you couldn't try to talk to them out of it. You certainly couldn't talk, like, touch them. It's totally bizarre. But it was weird. It was totally unnerving, and it happened after hours. We're cleaning up the store, and I'm like, hey, I'm not going to say her name. Aunt Jemima is what I was going to say. I was like, yeah. Aunt Jemima, what's, are, what are you doing? You know, and then no answer. And then I go to where I thought she was supposed to be like stocking candy or something. And there she was laying on the floor, hmm. not responding at all. Um, but and you're like, let it go, let it go. Let yeah. It go. So <laughs> we I, don't touch. So like what happened? So just after a while, I called her sister. I called her sister. She rushed up there and uh, she talked her through it. Very strange. Um, but anyways, back to the movie. Yeah, so the, this crazy stuff is happening in sleep. And uh, so there, there is like a demon, and it, it kind of progresses. Like the whole movie takes place during a period of, I want to say, 21 days. So the first week or so is, again, sort of benign. Nothing really major has happened. I think the guy gets like a Ouija board, the big mistake that you know, yeah, people always that's make. That's a rookie mistake. <laughs> a big time rookie mistake that you would think these people would learn. Um, and so like, you know, like things would move noises, like bangings on walls uh, and you're it like, starts real, real slight. Yeah. Very slight. Doors kind of ajar. It opens more and you're like, Whoa, but well, things be? really get cranked up big time in the last week when, you know, like I remember there's a scene where they're trying to, uh, they, they shake like powder on the floor and, uh, you know, like they're, cause I guess like they feel like, cause they'd hear like bangings on like walls just on the other side of them and they would open the door and be like, who's there? Who's there? Nothing. Nobody would answer. So they're putting down powder, like, you know, baby powder on the floor and then they go to bed. Like it never, it always killed me cause they would just go to bed. I know. You're like, how Where could you like, go to bed? You gotta run. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you endanger baby. Run. Drugs or something, I guess. Like they would always just fall fast asleep and. And then what they would do, so you know, you, it would be boring to watch a movie in real time as that's happening. They would speed through the film, like, real quick, fast-forwarded. And uh, there would be, like, moments where nothing would happen. But the cool thing about the movie, the part when you knew something was about to go down is there would be this low humming sound in the background. And that's when you knew, like, there was a presence. And uh, they'd wake up the next day, and there was, like, hoof prints in oh. the baby powder. And that's where things really start to kind of get weird yeah. and crazy. Um, it all kind of like gets to a point where it eventually like jerks her out of bed and yeah. yanks her like down a hallway. Like, and I don't know how they pull that off because again, like I said, this is done on a shoestring budget. Right. I have no idea how they did this effect. It's so crazy. Okay. So this is a movie that we watched. Uh, we were living in Belgium at the time and Globe you could, trying. yeah. <laughs> As a spy does. The, the wet as, noodle. As the wet noodle. The, the white the, machete your does. Spy name. What's your spy name again? The white machete. <laughs> but, all right, so. Is that your weapon of choice, I guess? Is that how you? It is. Okay. It's just something that you would come across. So, like, like, a lot oh of spies, God, they'll, they'll pull out the gun and then start screwing on the silencer. You just, like, you got a machete like, and, like, one of those sharpening knives. I could pull out, too. <laughs> oh. Like that. <laughs> so silent um, with it. Okay, go ahead. But Sorry. it takes people by surprise because they're like, it's white. I'm like, <laughs> it is. Oh, I thought it was just, I'm like, like your ethnicity was the whiteness. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you wear, like, a white costume as well? No, but I don't spies know. don't I, wear I, costumes. What am I no. thinking? No, yeah. I'm okay. thinking of ninjas. It doesn't really matter. Okay, but... <laughs> Belgium. All right, so when the stuff would start heating up, I yeah. feel like we may have muted it as well. It's just a, <laughs> well, it's you're just that, shameful. Mm, 
what yeah. sound. Yeah, so as soon as sound. it got heated up, it would be a mute, and then we would hit guide. Yeah. And it would make the screen go really small, and then you would see, <laughs> you would see like all the other shows that are gonna come on, and you're like, okay. So and then I was still like, oh god, wait, and you're just wait. watching this tiny screen silently. In the moment, were you lying to your to each other, pretending to see what else is on? <laughs> no, is that we what do. you're doing? I know we were actually. I was like, take it small, take it small. Hey, honey, Family we, Feud is on. <laughs> Should we? No, it'd be like you would just immediately be like, huh? You make it go small. Boop, and then and then was you know and yes, it's how, you're we, watching we a movie in, through your eyes. Yes. Basically, is how you're doing this. We were in the Lord's light at the time. It was still terrifying. <laughs> it was still so. Hey, whatever when you, you had talk to do, about like noises and stuff, I'm like, I don't remember that, and it's because we were like, oh man, well, bad the, crap. The noises is like all part of the atmosphere, which made which it so scary. Which is what we wanted no part of. You wanted no part of those noises, but yeah. you know when you're dealing with a movie that's that's a, it's an indie movie, very low budget. You got to use, you don't have special effects. Yeah, yeah. Which is what it makes was, it so wonderful. Like it they was did, oh, it's well all practical done. effects. Everything is, all the scares are done with just like noises and like just, you know, something catches on fire at one point. And, but that scene where like, like the, the sheet, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if they like had a green screen with a dude in a green suit or something. I don't know how they did it. I'd love to watch a making of how they pulled it off. But it's yeah. like reaches and grabs her leg and it, it pulls her just a little bit at first, but then it yanks her and she just the, the perspective that you see from the camera's point of view is down a hallway. So it's their bed, an open door, and then a long hallway that kind of goes into black. You don't really see what's going on there. So it's like pulling her down the hallway and she's screaming and the boyfriend jumps up and he runs off and then you just hear commotion. Like you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So he, he like what happens is he brings her like she gets free of whatever it's pulls her and they, they run back into the house and they slam the door and they kind of just like stay up for the rest of the night. That's like the next to last night. Like basically the last night she gets fully succumbed to a, the demon and becomes the demon. Fast. I mean, it was a slow build. Yeah. But when when it hit the fan, it it happened real fast. Where yeah. you're like, oh, so she, God. her whole demeanor just sort of shifts and changes. Yeah. She kind of stops being this like scared girl, and now she's just kind of numb. Uh huh. And he's just he was just always too. Well, at one point they tried to get like some sort of uh, priest or some like a specialist yeah. to come by, and he, so he like walks in the room, doesn't even like take his coat off, and he's like, I can't be here. They're uh, very upset that I'm here right now. I'm sorry. Good luck to you both. And he just like turns and walks. Like doesn't yeah. even take his coat off. It's it's pretty funny actually. So you know they're in big trouble. It's the first time throughout the movie that they're desperate. Like he finally stops trying to be like the tough guy that wants to fix things. Like they actually try to get help and they're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> You're on your own. Whatever this is, it wants you bad. And I, me just being here is making it worse. Right. Mm. What do you think of all that? Sounds interesting. It is interesting. You really ought to check it out. Even if you're like, it sounds scary. Pull it up. Sure. Pull it up on Netflix and shrink the window. Shrink it. Very Watch small. it on your phone. I feel like I feel like a phone movie is yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah, totally safe. It's not nearly as scary if you watch no. it on that. But anyways, Paranormal Activity. There's been lots of sequels since then. Found footage has been done to death, but this is done in that sweet spot where there had been some found footage movies done. Like I said, the the you know Blair Witch, uh, which I always felt was a bit overrated. And uh, but th- this movie was. was just great. I loved it. Okay, so we move on to the next movie, guys. Moving on. Now, two of our last four movies deal heavily on um, a little thing called aliens, a little scary thing that's unknown. And we talked about in last week the guy. The, I'm not saying it's aliens. Giorgio. Yeah. 
Um, in one of these Fantastic. movies, it's I want to say it's like the second or th- might have been the third. <laughs> We need some comic relief now because we're talking scary stuff, and yeah, like, my sorry. skin is crawling just talking about some of these scenes that we've been going. God, over. you're making you're taking me back to such a dark place. <laughs> a dark I've place. left the Lord's light. The Lord's light's not going to be with you when you drive home after this. So <laughs> the next one, Sigs. Yeah, Sigs. <laughs> I have, well, yeah. I have a typo, Sigs. But I fixed it. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's a it. Yeah, Signs, the Mel Gibson movie, uh, M Night Shyamalan. Uh, this movie is great. Again. Now, this is not necessarily a twist as it is so much like is what they're leading towards is what I think is what do I think happening actually happening? Right. And the thing that you're not quite sure is are aliens invading Earth? Yeah. And uh, it's this cool like slow build up like, you know, there's all kinds of little sub stories like Mel Gibson is a priest and he's losing faith because his wife dies in the middle of the night during a terrible jogging accident. She gets like mowed over by a car. She gets pinned. She gets pinned up against a tree. tree and the driver played by none other than M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong himself. He is the guy. He's the dude. And this this is compelling enough as it is. This guy who lives with his brother now, who's the brother's played by Joaquin Phoenix, who's amazing. I love Joaquin Phoenix. He's such a good actor. He's a weird guy, and he's so... Totally weird dude. He's a totally weird dude, but very, very Such likely. a good actor. So th- this is one of the first movies that he was in that I really noticed him. So he's the brother of Mel Gibson. And it's just like this family trying to pick up the pieces. The brother, like I said, he's no longer a priest. He's kind of like given up. I feel like M. Night does really well with portraying very real characters. Yeah. You, you know these people, and you can relate with these people, and you, you're buying that they're a genuine person. Yeah, yeah. And and Mel that, Gibson. That Mel Gibson, the brother relationship, his relationship. Meryl. Meryl, and yeah, swing yeah. away, Meryl. Yeah, the, the, and, and for whatever, however you feel about Mel Gibson, he's really good in this movie. And he yeah, can be he's, such he's, a good actor. Yeah. You know, it's a oh, shame for that sure. he's, 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 yeah. All that st- funny he stuff is. aside, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's so tits good McGee. at this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of the end, the old Tits McGee yeah, comment. Yeah, I think so. But, but anyways, back to, back to the movie. Back like, all right, so good. all you know is that he's sort of lost faith, and it's this very slow burn kind of movie. He's got these two adorable little kids, and in the midst of all these things that are going on, like, this little subplot story pops up where there there's these crop circles that are start appearing in his farm. He lives on a farm and these crop circles appear and you know, crop circles has kind of been a thing in the past. Like what are they? How do they What's get to where they about? are? Like, so he's very skeptical. He doesn't believe in aliens. He doesn't even believe in God anymore. Like he just firmly believes there's nothing. Have you seen this? I have not seen six. <laughs> Sigs the movie. Anyways, so I'm I'm like I'm laying this out for you. Yeah, this is laying good. it down. So you know, um, you don't really know. Like it, it just it, it's an interesting movie as it's playing off. Like it doesn't get it doesn't really start building up steam until like probably halfway three fourths of the way through the movie. You start seeing like these little ancillary things happening in the in, on TV and things like there's news broadcasts. Like I love the scene where they are at a there's like a birthday party being filmed and it's on like a, like we would it would just look it's like iPhone a type Hispanic footage. family it's Fomino's children yeah move children Fomino's oh 
Bigfoot. That terrified me. Yeah, that was a great scene. It was very good. That was very like your good. first real nod that what you're seeing is actually like yeah. a War of the Worlds type movie. Like this is yeah. a modern day telling of War of the Worlds, basically. And things really start to like roll from there. So yeah. they see the alien, and then it kind of like ends up in this whole scene where um, they're barricading their house because they're aware now that where the crop circles are is where the aliens are mm-hmm. basically going to potentially be. And then he never even believes it until Mel Gibson goes to that like pantry and sees one of the aliens and cuts his finger off or whatever. Freak that yeah, whole scene. Yeah, that was at a different house, right? That was at the uh, M. Night Shyamalan's house. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were having and this. And then that one got mad and was like going after him. Yeah. He took it a little personally. So aliens are coming. Aliens like, that was like a scout too. alien. Like he got caught in this guy's pantry and he, you know, he calls him over. Uh, calls Mel Gibson's character over. He's like, I caught one. It's in the pantry. I'm going off to the lake because I heard that the aliens don't like water or something, which kind of leads to an end. Like one of the major parts of the movie that a lot of people dislike is how it wraps up kind of conveniently. But I thought it was awesome. I thought it was cool too. But anyway, um, so he, he sees one of the aliens for himself. Oh my God. He gets back to his kids and Meryl and they're like, they're wearing like tinfoil hats and stuff at this point. Like they're all like in, they're buying in. Like they already believe that the aliens were coming. So they barricade up the house and, you know, any minute the aliens are going to land. And there's that great scene where like they are, they're like, you know, they're, they're running up to the house and they're climbing up on the roof. Mm-hmm. And you see like one of them hands like come through like the boards. Um, anyways, I don't want to, I'm not going to get yeah. into every, every scene, but. It's so good. It turns into an alien invasion movie. And um, the, the aliens, as it turns out, are their weakness is water. Just similarly to the war in the world. It's like the aliens weakness is like just, you know, bacteria, I guess. Yeah. Are. Yeah. Common cold. Yeah. So, you know, they defeat... But was it the the Faculty? Where... Wasn't that... There was a movie called The Faculty where the water... Like, they were real... They got They needed water. Yeah, they needed water. They're constantly drinking water through the whole movie. Yeah, they needed it. Because they were like slugs or something. Yeah, it was like aliens or something, (laughs) but it was the complete opposite. You've seen The Faculty then? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. It's not a bad movie for what it is. I guess. It's kind of a fun little goofball movie. Um, I've never seen it, never heard of it. eh, It's got Elijah Wood in it, and uh, it's got Frodo. (laughs) Did it? I think so. And Josh Hartnett. That was like the first time I saw Josh Hartnett and really anything of, of note, but... Hmm. Anyways, this is science. It's a great little alien movie. I loved it because it's just, it's it's you don't necessarily even though on the billboards and the signs there was the crop circles, you just not they don't they never really in the trailers and stuff led you to believe that it's actually aliens. You know, right. you didn't know what it meant. You just weren't sure. Yeah. So great, great movie. Great movie. Okay, next movie is a silly little movie that I'm gonna drop in because I think a good scary movie needs to have moments of like lightheartedness. You need a moment yeah. to breathe. You know, some weird stuff just happened. I need some comic relief. Like you got to have that like a good scary like movie is like a roller yes. coaster. I got to give me some laughs. And this movie, I thought now Nick, you I know you're not so sure with me on this one, but this is a movie from 1990 and it's called Arachnophobia. I I would have considered it a scary movie. It's one of the it's a movie that gives me the heebie-jeebies more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. It, it has, makes you shower with your eyes open. <laughs> or not shower at all, if you're me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I saw this movie in the drive-ins. Oh, my which God. Which I thought was scarier. Such a perfect drive-in were, movie. You were outside. You know, you're in your yeah. little lawn chair. You're outside. Yeah. Spiders with spiders. Mm-hmm. So this movie, it's, 
it, it's it's just it's got Jeff Daniels in it, who you know from Dumb and Dumber. But this is Very pre, good. this is before Dumb and Dumber. It's got this great little cameo from John Goodman, Roseanne's John Goodman, where he's like the bug guy who kind of like pops up in the middle of the movie for termites. He's not even there for spiders. Delbert McClintock, Infestation Management. Always oh, nice to meet a colleague. Now he believes he came across one of the offending spiders a couple hours ago. Might you have brought it with you? Actually, it's probably still in the bottom of my shoe. Uh, he does he's in it like five minutes but it's the best five minutes he's so good but it has all the like familiar beats of a scary movie there's all these like cringy like oh my god you know the the killer in this case a spider is like in a lampshade and oh the spider crawled into the the shoe yeah Yeah, the football helmet good yeah he remembers that's Um, scary yeah they 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 it starts off in like they're going to Venezuela or something and oh, they're there yeah. just for butterfly extractions or something. But the guy was a spider expert now that I think about it. But anyways, one of these killer spiders like stows away and makes its way to this like little sleepy town. And uh, the big crazy spider, like they make this point. Has of sex with the little spider. He bones a small spider. That's very correct. <laughs> There's this cute little intimate moment where the spiders like touch. <laughs> I did not remember that. The, the big spider goes behind the small spider and like they start like the Swayze moment where they're like doing the pottery. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's so sexy. That's good. It was very odd that they made a point to show the spiders. Like, that is odd. Yeah, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, it was like a tender moment. It was. It was like the big spider and like legs go up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> um. But Good. but then you but then not long after that you get that disgusting heaving throbbing like spider sack thing, that's like so exaggerated. Like I've seen a spider. I don't things. even remember that. Oh yeah, there, there's a point. Well, well because the spider gets busy and he's like doing all the spider webs at the top of the barn and yeah. they climb up and and so it's like the egg sack. Yeah, it's the egg sack. Yeah. So I don't really remember, but yeah, but it, it's for it, in my head that's like every spider egg sack now. This yeah. throbbing kind of heart. It looks just like a heart. Yeah, it's pulsing and disgusting. Um, but you know, it, it was a, it was a, it's a good little palate cleanser for the rest of our scary movies. It, it's, it's a, you know, it's a heebie-jeebie. It's a heebie-jeebies movie. It's gonna give you the creeps and the crawlies. And I can't help. I'm watching this movie. Like I just, you, you want to check for spiders underneath Absolutely. you and things like you that. You feel things crawling on you. It, because it everybody's happens. been bit by a spider like in their sleep. You know? I think you eat like eight a night. <laughs> I really didn't want to think about that. <laughs> I, that's I think that's real. It's a statistic. It's an actual fact. Are you are you pulling on me? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It wasn't me. It was a spider. <laughs> it was a spider. It was <laughs> such a strong spider. But I, I, you know, I other than like the scenes that I'd mentioned, there's I can't. like the the showdown. <laughs> yeah, like, the, in the basement, okay, in the wine so cellar, it jumps out and yeah. he, like shoots it with the nail the nail gun. gun, right? And it's on it fire. It does get goofy. <laughs> yeah, but you know when I, I when like, I saw that, that I feel like on. I was seventh grade, maybe I don't yeah. know. But I, well, it was when I saw that, um, it's it was a, scary. It was a, it I saw was a it later, and it was like, oh, I don't remember this being so. If silly. you really think about it, it was a Touchstone movie who was owned by Disney, so it's gonna have like a lighter oh. kind of you know, it, it's not meant to be that scary. But if you don't like bugs and spiders and the thought of killer spiders, it's gonna get under your skin just oh, a little yeah, bit. Oh yeah, there's people. The that thing can't that always made me wonder, kind of, about it though, is like, okay, so there was like hundreds of the hybrid yeah, spiders. Right. 
how you know they're they're all still out there they most burned, of them probably. i want to say they made a point at some time to like show that one of the spiders like dried up and died um so like they couldn't sustain life or something oh like that. so they oh. just didn't survive very long yeah okay Some, yeah yeah Some. yeah because that's all i kind of remember it's like he killed like the the big spider and now right. everything's okay and those little spiders got around too man like they made it all the way to the football field and you know well they i love how this the the big spider made its way to the barn like a crow like picks it up it's like flying away and then it just like what? Like just and, dies uh, in midair and like drops onto the barn. The girl in the shower, she got away, didn't she? Yeah, because yeah. it was like, oh, she's gonna get the girl, and then he, mm-hmm. it just went down the drain or something. I hated that that sweet little old lady who was like the patient yeah. of Deaf Daniels, she dies. Yeah, uh, watching so Jeopardy. Sad. I don't or no, was that, that someone else? Uh, someone died watching Jeopardy. I don't remember, but I, that that was the one where like you see the spider in the lampshade and she kind of like you know goes to turn the light out. But she was like the I ally. She was like the one. only one that was like kind of making Jeff Daniels feel at home. So she, you know, you were supposed to like her, so it hurt extra bad when she yeah. died. And then later on, like the the mean old doctor that was supposed to be there like to retire, and Jeff Daniels is there as the new doctor. Like he dies, and you're like, eh. you're not oh, mixing it up nothing. with eight legged freaks, are you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not for sure. <laughs> <laughs> not mixing it up with eight legged freaks. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I'm not going to spend any more time on arachnophobia. I just wanted to throw it in there as kind of a a, a curveball. Yeah, I've been we've been talking about some pretty hard, like heavy, you know, oh my god, scary crap movies. So th- this was just that was good. Yeah. throw in there and cleanse the palate a bit because the next movie is really freaky. <laughs> now this is one of those, um, th- there was a trend in the late nineties where they were taking a lot of Japanese horror movies and, uh, Americanized, like Westernizing them, mm-hmm. putting in, uh, you know, like the whole movie is basically the same, but they just throw in like American actors. Uh, and uh, that was like a thing. Like the ring was really yeah. big. Uh, but this, the movie that freaked me out even more than the ring was the Sarah Michelle Gillard, uh, The Grudge. And I think that movie freaks me out a bit more because it actually stays set in Japan. Yeah. Um, Lone Star, none other than Lone Star himself, uh, is um, having. What's his name? Uh, Bill Paxton, I think. Pullman. Bill Pullman? Thank you. No, no, yeah, not Bill Paxton. Game over, man. <laughs> From Aliens. Yeah, Bill Pullman, Lone Star. He, he, um, as it turns out, he's engaged in like an affair with a student of his. And she, I don't even know if they have sex, but she becomes obsessed with him. And she's in like married to this really abusive guy. And uh, he more or less, she keeps a diary of, you know, her obsession diary on Bill oh. Pullman's character. So the husband finds out about it and then like murders her in like cold blood. And in the beginning of the movie, they're like, a poltergeist is just like, you know, what's left of a person who's murdered and like the like most primal of fear. And, you know, you stay behind and that's when you become an evil poltergeist. So like it's, it's this cool like little like opening scene where they, they show it and just like, you know, in text. But so where Sarah Michelle Geller comes in, like there's this, um, she, she's in Japan as a student and she's just there with her boyfriend and they, they told, they tell the Bill Pullman stuff in like kind of flashbacks throughout the movie. Have, have you seen this, Kirsten? I thought I had seen it. Yeah. I feel like Take I've that seen as it. a no. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've seen, seen it. it. No, but because it, I feel like there's a part where she's running, she's in a stairwell. That's a different c- character. That's not Sarah Michelle Geller. That is the, she, oh, that's a great scene, too, because she's I'm freaked out. I'm certain I've seen this. Now, the, 
Because oh. this is the thing with the long hair. And it's kind of like comes crawling. It's it like crawling backwards out of. Oh yeah, like all with its crooked. Yeah, like, that's so a I've very ja- that's a very Japanese horror thing. Yeah, like, freaks me. I out. have seen this, but it's so unnatural but I'm and foggy on it. Other than it has like the backwards crab walk. Yes. So unnatural and unnerving, and it does that at the end of the movie. It'll ruin you. But yeah, there, there's this there's this really great scene, probably the greatest scene I think in the movie, and it's not even with Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's um, the gr- one of the there's this girl who's in her office building, and the girl who um, goes missing. You know, now I'm starting to fr- some details are foggy. It's okay. That doesn't matter. Anyways, the the ghost, whatever it is, the girl who's dead, starts like chasing her in the office building and there's this great scene where she hears the sound like the oh because like she doesn't have a jaw yeah that's how brutal like the murder was and she's in a stairwell and like the lights start going out she's like looking down and she's like who's there who's there because it's like late at night nobody else is in the building and you hear this oh so she goes back into the hallway and she's feeling this she runs like there's all the only person he's else going, is in the he's building. feeling it he's feeling it there's a security guard and she runs to the security guard and she's like help help somebody's chasing me so he's like all right i'll check it out so <laughs> you get this great perspective where she's watching what's going on in the security room where there's the cameras go like pointed at the hallway there's so there's no sound and you see the security guy like walk down he's like like she didn't even really say like what it was because she guess she doesn't know and he opens up the same door, looks around, he's like, mm-hmm, and like walks away. No big deal. Then this like black foggy kind of shit like yeah. materializes from under the door and it becomes like a shadowy kind of girl. You know, you don't really, there's no detail. It's just a shadow. And she's like walking. So the girl's like, oh crap, I'm out of here. So she, she gets, you know, she gets in a taxi and like hightails at home. Uh, you know, she, they, they have a whole scene where she's riding in the taxi and it's pretty far away. She gets back to her place and she gets a phone call and uh, you just uh, oh god. So she's like, "Oh my god, it followed me home." So she she does the dumbest thing. She jumps in her bed and pulls the blankets like up to her. <laughs> How you doing? If you watch it out of context, it looks kind of silly because it is. It's like the girl with the eye. Total big time scare. Like everybody in the theater gasps. Like it's so scary. Um, but anyways, I, I just this is more just a call out to those you know Japanese horror movie remakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. really good. It was and I, I have watched the Japanese version just to see if it's any better. Because uh, you know people are snobs and you know, like, oh, it's not as nearly as good as the Japanese version. And it's basically the same movie, uh, but the ring I could have just as easily said the ring. That's really creepy too. Yeah. Um, but that's I'm just gonna leave it at that, and that's gonna leave us enough time to talk about the movie that scarred me for life. Yes. Movie. A movie that even you, Kirsty, can agree that that you know such a you probably It'll didn't ruin. cry during this movie this is one of those like no, I, I did cry during this movie. i guess you could maybe find a reason to cry How would you not okay this is uh I'm, I'm talking about fire in the sky from 1993 so good <laughs> the most 
terrifying movie I've ever seen. Based on? Based on a true story. It's another one of those, like, supposedly based on a true story in the 70s. (laughs) It's about these, uh, D.B. Sweeney's in it. He's, like, the main guy. And he's part of this group of, like, loggers. Yeah. And they're deep in, uh, you know, they're, like, Washington, I guess. Yeah, it's... Was Washington? What? I, th- I, th- I think, I think so. it is. I really do. I think it is. So they're deep in the woods and they're doing their logging thing and uh, they finish work and then they're kind of driving along in the truck and their truck stops. It's kind of like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. If you ever saw that movie and there's a scene where Richard Dreyfuss's car stops. Um, but it, rather than the, you know, the alien technology just zipping away and like a, you know, beautiful like lights, uh, the D.B. Sweeney character you know, he, he hears something or sees like a brilliant light. So he gets out of the truck like a dummy mm-hmm. truck still won't start runs out into a field. And he's like looking up and he's like, what is that? And then there's like They're a flash all screaming at yeah. So there, then there's like a flash and he just is gone. He's gone. They're freaking out. They're all, well, they freak out. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's where it gets into an interesting movie. So they're way freaked out by what they just saw. They hightail it. Like, as soon as the alien ship leaves, all of the electricity, like, and the alternator comes back, and they start up the car, and they they hightail it out because they're freaked out. But, like, one guy's like, we got to go back for Joey, you know, like, whatever it is. Like, you got to yeah, go back. Yeah, it's like his brother-in-law or something. Something or like that, yes. Yeah, so, right? yeah, so they're, like, you know, he's trying to compel him. like, And then they, they eventually do. They go back after, I guess, the shock has worn off. They go back, and they look for the dude. They're searching. They can't find him. So they go back into town, and a big chunk of the movie is this investigation over yeah. what happened to this uh, Travis, well, I forget the name of the actual dude's name, but, you know, a big part of the movie is what happened to him? Do these loggers have anything to do with it? They're taking lie detector tests. They're doing the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, they're like, we swear, this is the story. Because it sounds like a crazy story, right? He goes out into a field, this brilliant light, he disappears. Like, nobody's going to really buy that. So, anyway, so that whole story comes to an end when he just shows up. You know, mm-hmm. he shows up like in a phone booth in a rainy night and he's like naked and he's yeah. freaked out and he has no recollection of what happened to him. Complete amnesia. So, but there's but he's all like, he's got, he's got marks oh, yeah. around he's, his eyes. You know, he's pretty bad off. You know, he, he looks like he's had some like maybe beaten up, you know, he didn't look good. So, but there, everybody's thrilled to have him back because he'd been missing for weeks. I want to say like he'd been gone a long time. Everybody just, they had search parties go through and like combed all of Washington looking for this dude. So Arizona, is it Arizona? What? Oh wow. I would have never thought Arizona. What? Arizona. Okay. Okay. All right. I believe it. Okay. That it's, that's bizarre. That's not what I would have thought, but anyways, back to the point. So they, they have a, this big welcome home party. He's, seems to be normal he's having a good time and then like out of nowhere he has this like crazy feeling he like gets spooked and he he kind of ducks underneath a kitchen table and like some milk spilled over and he sees that and whatever happens to him like he begins to remember what happened to him from the moment he got lifted up Mm. and it's about 10 minutes long and it's the most graphic scary shit you've ever seen he starts Just out where he's like being pulled down the hallway and you can see little baby shoes. Oh my God. You're right. You're so, like, oh you know, God, there were babies. 
So he wakes up in this weird kind of ca- like, not a cadaver, but he, he's it's in this like sack. Yeah, something. he's in a sack, like this preservation sack to keep him moist or something, I guess. Because yeah. they're conducting experiments. It's dry on there. It is very dry, dry in space. Atmosphere. Um, so he wakes up. I guess he wasn't supposed to wake up. And he's got like gunk in his mouth and crap. And he gets it all out. And he tears through the sack. And he notices that he's in space. Obviously, something crazy is going on. He f- there's like he's zero like in a gravity Matrix or something. Yeah, right? it's yeah. Like, it, like it, where it's just like it really looked like the Matrix. It yeah, it's very like similar. All of these little areas where you know there's there's other people. That's a good that's a good call, Kirsty. But it did look a lot like the Matrix, the ship and stuff. Yeah. Um. So he he basically for like two or three minutes is just trying to orient himself. He has no idea what's going on. Uh, he gets free of the the sack and. Uh, and he he makes himself like he finds himself in a hallway and that's when you see like the alien for the first time the aliens are so creepy because they almost have no expressions they're like you've seen like pictures of grays and things like that how they almost seem to have no expression these this is the way they look and he's in like a spacesuit or something at first you don't necessarily see what he looks like but then yeah. he takes the spacesuit off and then like the dude reacts he's like holy crap and he's freaking out because he's all in zero gravity. And he ends up punching the alien by accident. Yeah. And the alien gives him this, like, you motherfucker, look. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he's he's fleeing. You know, he's, like, all clumsily trying to get free. And that's when they grab him. So they grab him, and they're just pulling him. Like, these little aliens have, like, incredible strength. Strong. He's, like, flailing and crying and, like, you know, not knowing what's going on. And they're just dragging him down this hall. And like you said, there's like toys and kid shoes. Like they obviously were just picking, like they were just zapping up people and doing their experiments. And and you were, you were led to believe that when the experiments are over, the, you de- you're dead. Yeah. That's kind of how it looked. So they strap him on this table and they, they, they like laminate him with like this like surgical gook. And you know he's screaming and crying, and they're like stuffing his mouth. Yeah, you 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 kind of see through his perspective of like the film over top, and like they cut like little like a little hole like in his eyes, and then again in his mouth. It's all very surgical because their aliens are like standing. They're like standing over him, like no expression. Like he's cattle to these aliens. Like he's freaking out, but they're they're just like "Eh, whatever. They totally disregard that he needs some sort of like pain medicine. So yeah, like I said, they put more like gook in his mouth, and then they they attach like some uh, crazy like device and then they this needle comes down like it's going right into his eye and then it goes to white and that's when like you pick up to what happened to him and uh you know that's basically the movie like the whole last like 10 minutes or so is just like beat for beat what happens to him in space but you don't really you're not really prepared for that well their their relationships are all ruined because they're even his friends are kind of like starting to doubt what they saw and oh, yeah. like where was he? Where like seriously? Where have you been? Sort of thing. Well, it was and putting a strain on them because they were div- the cops are kind of like crap. driving a wedge between them. Like they're trying to get the other guys to talk. Like we okay, we know that you don't like this guy, and you know, like, yeah, they're, you know, they're trying to cut deals if they talk. And some of the guys are like standing by the story. It's just it's a really compelling story, but then. It's like they take it a step too far when you actually see what happens to him. Like, it's really freaky and it's terrifying. Now let Did me let me this? let me paint a picture for you though, you guys. Why this movie was such a freaky thing for me. This is this is at the height of X Files. This is at the height of the unsolved mystery shows. Mm-hmm. Like, 
which is creepy. Yeah. And I loved watching all those. But there's a tameness to them, you know? They'll show like these crazy alien abduction scenarios, but in a way that your imagination runs wild. You don't actually see anything. So, but when they put it to like picture and like graphically show you, it's really insane. And I watched this movie by myself alone at night. Like my mom was working like third shift that night. I stupidly watched this. I was excited to see it because um, I saw the trailers and I was like, oh my God, I knew it was a true story. And, you know, I was, like I said, I was into the X-Files and I was into the Unsolved Mysteries. I just thought it was very interesting. And so this movie led to one of the most scary moments of my life that I still to this day can't quite explain. And uh, after I'd seen this movie, it was in my head so much. Have you guys ever been, like, so scared you were literally paralyzed? In dreams. In dreams? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> yeah, that's nice. No, that's normal. Ron's but there's got something to say. There's this condition that sometimes people wake up to from a dream. Yeah. But their yeah, body so is I've still, like, in that stasis yeah, where you're not... I've your done body, that a bunch. Yeah, your body is telling you not to move because you're sleeping. So it basically, your body is drugging you and telling you, like, the, the, there's all the systems at play. So like, I, I remember sleep paralysis, right? Sleep paralysis, that's yeah. exactly right. So I've, done, I've read books about this because this thing happened to me once. Yeah. And it freaked me out. I was laying in my bed, and in my, I, I woke, my eyes came open, and I was deep in sleep. But I'm staring down the hallway, and I see from under, in the kitchen underneath the table, I swear to God, I thought I saw an alien, the gray, looking at me. Oh underneath the table and it was to me in the moment it was too real and i couldn't real for me right now yeah i I remember like looking at it and it never moved it just in my mind at the time it was just staring at me and i remember like freaking out so hard like i had to slow my breathing down to bring out like i had to get myself out of this it's never happened to me since and it's a thing that fascinates me because i've people suffer from this on like an almost nightly basis my heart goes out to those people. Yeah, it's happened to me a bunch, but not for a very long time. I guess that's kind of happened to me where, like, I've woken up and, you know, my eyes kind of, like, glancing out towards, like, the window. And you see, like, behind the curtains, like, a branch or something. Yeah. You know, and it looks like, you know, a form or something. Sure, sure. A tree and from you, the poltergeist. Yeah, and you just <laughs> stare at it. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I, it's I, weird because, like, your primitive lizard brain is, like, scared. <laughs> But then you start to understand what you're seeing is just a branch yeah. or is just shapes playing tricks on you and you can talk yourself yeah. out of it and calm down. And I, I literally, I remember like it was yesterday, not being able to move and then being able to move again. And like doing that thing where I was just like, whoo, I, I turned all the lights on in the house <laughs> yeah. and like I walked outside and was mm-hmm. just like, oh my God. If I'd had like Twitter or like Facebook or something back in the day, I'd have been like, you, the crazy stuff that had me. Like I had to talk about this with somebody. It was just insane. I don't know if I've ever told you about it or not. I don't remember. That's terrible. Yeah, but I, whenever this movie came out. So this, for that reason, I mean, the movie's scary, but the fact that that triggered that thing that happened to me forever cements it as the scariest thing that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Now I've told that I've told friends like Jason, for example, that this is like my, you know, the conversation comes up like, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? The exorcist, this or that. And I'm like fire in the sky always just because of those last 10 minutes and what happened to me. And uh, he, I remember he watched it and he was like, it wasn't that scary. And I just remember like, you a, son of a, it was a psychological, yeah. terrifying it, yeah, it, it is. Maybe. It is, you know, and everybody, most people have a movie where they watched it just the right time at just the right age, and it mm-hmm. kind of burns into your 
subconscious, I guess. And even you can watch it as an adult 20 years later. You know, it it's not scary. Like, you know, objectively, it's not a scary thing, but it still frightens you because of whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So that's for me, that's fire in the sky. Yeah, totally agree. Terrifying. Kirsty, do you remember where, like, where you saw this? How you saw? Saw it, it with my first boyfriend, and we watched it with. What a guy! <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> what a romantic first date! No, we were young. No, oh, okay, it wasn't. It was first. like, what year was that? Oh, it was ninety three. Like, so yeah. yeah, it wasn't like you were young. getting serious with anybody. No, <laughs> no but we watched it uh, with his mom. Like we were all in the. It was we rented it. So there was a safety. There was there a was. safeness to it because you're with. But an it was adult. still terrifying. Yeah. And yeah. I've watched the I've watched The Exorcist Home Alone. But the first time I saw The Exorcist. Now do you I remember I just heard that like The Exorcist Home Alone. Like <laughs> yeah, the Home Alone I, I was version thinking that too. of The Exorcist. <laughs> I, was like, I, I saw him back to that. back at a drive-in. It was really scary and really funny and it was very confusing. Yeah. Do you remember Nick um Danny I don't want to say the last name but the Dannys yeah. from middle school and they had they had this like almost obsession with the movie The Exorcist. They had a comic that they had drawn. It was pretty much just the whole entire movie. I didn't know about this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we were in the comic book. I know phase. the two Dannys. Yeah, well, the two Dannys, they, they both really dug this movie, and I had never seen it. And it came on, and it was edited, too. Like, I was like USA up all night. So I saw, like, the edited version, but still pretty scary because it's not like there's nudity or, like, limbs being ripped off. It's all psychological. So the fact that it was, like, just edited for TV didn't matter. It was still really scary. Yeah. I remember watching that movie. It's similar to your like watched it in the uh, the you yeah. know, the preview channel screen or whatever. Uh-huh. I was I watched almost that entire movie like f- from down the hall, <laughs> <laughs> which I support. Yeah. I think that's smart. It, it was it was a bit much. It was a scary movie. I still think it's a great scary movie. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, but you know it takes me back to like all of these incidents and like especially the fire in the sky. You know, it, it's this. It sounds bad and a negative thing. But it makes you feel something. So yeah. for that reason alone, I gotta love it. Is one of my favorite genre of films because action movies give you a little something. You know, it's good for the moment, and you get mm-hmm. that little adrenaline. It's great. Uh, comedies are great. The great one of the things I love about scary movies is gotta go see as many scary movies as you can in a group of with a group of people at a movie theater. Yeah, it's like the best way to see a scary movie. And part of it is that that kind of camaraderie and it's terror. the camaraderie but it's also like i live for those like moments where like some guy behind you goes like oh no you didn't you know like you need right. those like moments to kind of like neutralize the situation situation yeah. a bit. you know I, I i really appreciate that so <laughs> anytime like there's a movie out now that i'm going to see wednesday that i'm really stoked to see called hereditary i heard that's good it's getting really good buzz and people are saying it's kind of disturbing so i'm excited to see it I don't know like what people's definition of disturbing necessarily is. Like I saw that movie Mother with uh, Jennifer. Um, yeah, you hated that. Oh, it's one of the worst movies Jay- I've ever seen. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And Jay I want to like Jennifer Lawrence so much, but that movie was so bad. But it got good reviews and stuff. Yeah, you dogged that. So oh, bad. I hated that movie so bad. So I'm hoping really, I'm hoping a lot that this isn't anything like that. I know nothing about it yeah. other than someone at the airport was like. All I know about it is it has to do with like a girl who may or may not be evil. That's going to be an end to the, our two part, uh, 10 movies that scared us. Uh, I had a great time, you know, kind of like therapy, riding it out with you guys, Nick, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Just listen, if nothing else, it's fun. Yeah. You know, me being a scaredy cat and, and explaining why these movies 
like why I like scary movies. I hope you get a better understanding maybe a while like them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also check us out um, on podcast services everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify, among others. Uh, if you're listening to us right now and you didn't know, uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, you can check us out over at youtube.com slash bitgeek where you can actually see us. Uh, and enjoy the extra touches that I include in each and every show through the magic of 4K video. Also, if you enjoyed yourself here, and I suppose you did if you, wa- if you listened or watched this long, uh, please share this video with your friends. Subscribe. Uh, kindly press the like button. Leave us a comment. Let us know you're out there. Uh, Nick and I appreciate any of the feedback. Um, it's, it's kind of a cool thrill. We've had discussions recently where... You know, it's it's neat when like a friend or somebody has like a comment. Yeah, because I'm always asking you, do you know this person? Or yeah, is it just some random person. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll you know, like I'll, we'll we'll keep up with you know the comments that you guys share. I'll I'll usually let Nick know because I'm I'm more on social media and stuff than Nick. So when I see these things, like I'll let him know, and he's like, yeah, you're right. You're like, do you know that person? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I know him kind of, but I didn't I didn't like beg him to watch or anything. They just watched on their own free will. But sometimes I yeah, don't know is, him yeah, at all. It's always cool. Yeah, it's always neat. But when it's like, oh, wow, some just random guy. So maybe, you know, Kirstie, share it with your friends and family. And like maybe we'll get I some will. new listeners that way. Now I that you have, have a stake in this thing. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I've been your host, Ron Avis. And I'm Nick Wright. Kirstie. See you next week. <laughs>